This is exactly right. <laughs> are you leaving? Are you on your way back home? Either way, we want to be there. Doesn't matter how much baggage you claim. Give us a time and date. Terminal and gate. We want to send you off in style. We want to welcome you back home. Tell us all about it. Were you scared or was it fine? Welcome to Do You Need a Ride? This is Chris Fairbanks. And this is Karen Kogareff. This is the point where I um, usually come in with an anecdote or something that happened today, a conversation starter with Karen, but I, I, I have prepared nothing. Chris, I don't think you should feel so much responsibility. This is a 50-50 joint venture, Spike Lee joint, and we share that responsibility at the top uh, you of know, the show. Along those lines, I want to do the right thing. And so sure. I, uh, a spikely joint. Uh, Look, I'm here in Crooklyn just trying to figure out what to say, because I also prepared nothing. Listen, Malcolm, <laughs> X number of things could happen from not having a topic <laughs> off the top. Listen, Malcolm, I don't want to put you in the middle. That is not actually canon. That's not spikely canon at all. It is not Wait a minute. He directed he directed directed episodes three to seven. Really? No, not really. No, no. All of this is pretend. Oh, okay. I now I'm up to speed. I'm up to speed now. Oh <laughs> uh, well, no. Here's a little. And Dave walked away, so we have to do this. I went. I went on a surf trip up in uh, unlikely cold Puget Sound of Washington oh. with. Friends of mine from college that I have not seen uh, two of them in over 20 years. Wow. And it was the best time. And we went into an ocean that looked like boiling water, but temperature wise was the opposite. And I'm yeah. sore, like I got beat up by a truckload of cowboys. And NorCal surfing is fucking serious. People don't talk about enough how tough you have to be, how real it is. They have. Legit great white sharks just swimming alongside them. Plus the water is is like near zero temperatures. Plus abalone might stick on you. Abalone? (laughs) Just throwing stuff in. But there's danger. Think about those the processed meat fish. (laughs) (laughs) I yeah. Think about that crustacean. It just surfing alone is just like like Kyle Kinane once said, it's like falling off a roof and then having the house chase you over and over. (laughs) I just got uh, beat up by waves, but I did pretty well. I think I'm kind of caught the surfing bug and I think I'm going to go again. I'd hope so, because your hair screams I'm a surfer, so you need to live up to it. Yeah, it's the only choice I have. Look at me. Yeah. Just look at me, Karen. Why don't you look at the guest we have today, who is a man who is a he's a he's a host a television host he's an author he used to be a, a vj he used he hosted 120 minutes if i'm not Come mistaken he's a, done it all he's he's truly done it all he's already been a podcaster and now he's about to be a brand new podcaster on a brand new series limited series that's coming out ladies on. and gentlemen on exactly right yeah i didn't mess it up did i <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Mr. Dave Holmes to the show. Oh, hi, Dave Holmes. How hi. are how are all of how are we? We are great. I think we're doing good. Yeah, good. It looks yeah. everybody looks good. Everybody yeah. has a happy, healthy glow. So do you. Your hair looks terrific. Thank you so much. Now, as we mine. well, let me let me turn these. 
out. So yeah, I, oh. I too have like gone. Yeah. I, I'm growing the hair out. Um, yeah. th- it is largely obscured by my headphones and I'm going to make it so that it is obscured again. <laughs> Dave, your hair has like, a real, it has a real Be- Beethoven vibe to it. It is yeah. wild. You, you seem like a mad composer. Great. That hair. That's kind right? of what I'm going for. That's a little yeah. bit what I'm going for. Yeah. It's happening. I'm seeing it, it. Okay, good. Good. Thank you. Yeah. I, you know, a year without a barber was <laughs> kind of, you know, the impetus. And then it started to ground. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to, I'm going to let this ride. You know, yeah. like it's who knows when I'll be on camera for anything next. You know, yep, I right. don't like I, I don't. This is the time to experiment is when you're a college sophomore or now. Right, and right. so I can't I can't have that time back. But uh, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm letting it I'm letting it go for a little while. Yeah. I'm sure I'll go back to what? the high and tight at some point. But I've always liked the idea of being like a shaggy salt and pepper guy at some point it's, in my life. Yeah. And you're a like scarf away hairs. from you're a scarf away from looking French. You really oh, are right there. Yeah. Oh, you said you know you know just what to say. <laughs> I mean, um, you're ascot yeah. and baguette uh, and baguette away. <laughs> really, uh, what I feel like is um, is the uh, real world season two replacement cast member Glenn from the band Perch. <laughs> That's what I feel like I'm giving. That's a unique and specialized look, but that is what I feel like it is. Wait Incredibly a minute. Incredibly specific. Did you have a Did real I go world, too deep? Did you have a <laughs> no real way. world podcast for a while or something? Yes, and I still do. I still do. Um, what? on occasion. Yeah. With uh with Mike Doty of Soul Coughing, we're both obsessed mm-hmm. with the real world. And so we went episode by episode through season one when it came out on or I, I guess it had come out on streaming, but I got my hands on on a copy of the whole season with the original music, which is Ooh. that's what you gotta do. Um yeah. and then and then there was Homecoming, and now there's gonna be a, a second uh season of Homecoming with the season two people. I may I don't know whether it includes Glenn from Perch. Um but <laughs> Uh, we're, we started recapping the London season and then, um, and then Mike started recording a new album and then he got a cheap ticket to Rome. So he was there for a month and now he's at some like artist commune in upstate New York. So we just haven't been able to do a new one and we didn't, and we're terrible at promoting and we didn't say anything (laughs) on social media. So the fans of the podcast think that we're feuding. And now because they think that we're feuding, we're not going to do anything to like dispel that rumor because what a fun rumor. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. want to be, I mean, I've always wanted to have a, you know, an infamous beef. Yeah. And you got to be with a good friend. Yeah. yeah. Yes. You got to manufacture uh controversy. And the only other way to do that is to drop a sex tape. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not, yeah. no, I don't, I don't no. want to see yeah. that. No, no, one no wants to I, see that. You don't want to <laughs> see yourself. No. Other people might want to see it, but I it's hard that. to watch yourself. <laughs> I doubt that. There could be a very specific, uh, like, kind of VJ fetish that Maybe. you don't know about. What yeah. if there is I a mean... VJ fetish out there in the world? I'm sure that exists. <laughs> there must be. I'm sure that exists. There must be. Mm-hmm. Well, this hair is going to put a stop to that. That's for damn sure. No, I, you went through the same thought process. When yeah. else am I going to have a time to do this? To exactly. let the hair right? And I can't go back. I've gone in for haircuts where I'm like, I'm doing it this time. Uh-huh. And then uh, haircutting people, that's what I call them, sure. uh, are hesitant. <laughs> They'll be like, oh, they all, everyone secret, secretly wants to grow out their hair and they won't yeah. cut mine. And they talk me into just some like a reshaping or take away the founding father triangle of it. Yes. And then I haven't. Is, yeah. I've gone in for full high and tights and I get talked out of it. Mm-hmm. So I've had that experience but, a couple of times with my own self. Because I'm real, it's it's less work, I guess, to only do a trim. I just now realized that. Well, well you both have very very quality hair, though. Thank That's you. the kind of hair that people want to see grown out. Because oh. you have like, it's like, you know, kind of curly. Dave, yours is wavy. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is yeah. a good. It's a good head of hair. Both. Thanks. I think yeah. Right. I think we both have the the foundations. You and I look like we could be related. We do. I'm, actually. I'm looking right now. Yeah. I yeah. mean, we used to have the same high and tight, and then mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, our hair is related. I'm seeing I, um, as a brother. So yeah, I let it go for a long, long time, and and then I, when it was like safe to go to the, you know, to a hair a hair cutting person again, um, <laughs> I was like, well, I might as well like make a story out of it. So I like wrote a thing about because I'm not, you know, a lot of people that I know are doing the same thing of just like this is 
we're going to take this opportunity and be middle-aged guys with long hair. And, um, and it's like, there are, you know, there are some good things to know about, you know, proper hair care and like what to do when you go, because you do need every couple months to go and have somebody get in there, you know, like take the weight out of this area so that it doesn't, so that I'm not in journey in 1978 that's a big thing cleaning yeah, up man, around the perfect. ears and you know whatever i mean you know um so yeah so i did that and now i just kind of i'm just gonna keep it for a while there's also an an element of like jackie o wearing the 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 suit after the assassination of she was like well we, none of us were alive but the famously <laughs> she said uh, she kept it on even though obviously it was filthy because she was like i want them to see what they've done <laughs> and and it's like there's a part of like this last two years has been such a fucking shit show that it's like, Wait. look, look, <laughs> look Wait a minute. at how things you are changed not normal. me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. We can't go back to the way things were. By f- yeah. filthy, do you mean riddled with brains? I did mean riddled with brains. Yeah. I, that was oh a my nicer God. I didn't way. know that. The piece oh, of trivia. Yeah. She kept wearing it. Mm-hmm. God. For the rest of that terrific. day. For when they swore uh, oh, LBJ in sure. and all that for like sure. all kinds of other stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone was probably like, you have to take that off. And it's like, yeah, why? No. Yeah. No. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I, I didn't know that LBJ either. was like, this is kind of taking the wind out of my sails. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, Do we have to have the everyone, suit probably. next to me? <laughs> His sails were so full of wind before she did that. <laughs> he was <Yeah>. stoked. <laughs> yeah, I'm day sure of triumph. Well, this is the best day of my life. Thank you, everyone, for coming. <laughs> can I? Can we just go back for one lemons. second? Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Um, but I just have a question about the real world. Yes. Because I am... It's just perfectly my age where the first season of The Real World, I was there for every episode. Pedro. I think, no. Yeah. <laughs> but it got to whenever it came, got to San Francisco. It, mm-hmm. it was when I stopped paying attention. Mm-hmm. But how many seasons of The Real World were have there been? Yeah. I couldn't even count at this point because they they used to do like one a year through the 90s. Right. And then then I think they started doing two. And then and then there was the chat. Well, then they introduced uh, road, road rules, rules and then there was the challenge and then it went away and then it came back like with a twist and it was all like you're in a house with you know strangers but also the your your brother who you don't like or your ex or whatever um and so now they keep making them but it but it's these like gimmicky versions that i that i have not paid attention to in right. a long, long time but surely we're into the 30s by now sure jesus really oh yeah yeah, yeah, like the first eight or so are on Paramount Plus, and then and then there's a long break, and then it picks up at around sixteen, and it's to the present day. Wow! So sensibly, if you and Mike Doty uh, make up and yeah. you bury this hatchet, mm-hmm. you could go back and continue podcasting on that topic for quite some time. Endlessly, we won't because I, I don't think either of <laughs> us. Uh, I think maybe New Orleans was the last one that I was really like engaged in i kept tabs on it for a few years after but sure, i don't play you know and then it, it then it just you know once once the hot tub moved into the house it was like no this is not <laughs> this is not what it was this is a shadow that's not my real world it is not my real world <laughs> i don't want to engage with it so was won't. was that new because that sounds like a big brother move like they were kind of uh, uh maybe adopting things from other popular it was around shows. las vegas or uh hawaii that they that they did that and then it just like people just hit the ground fucking you know (laughs) and it wasn't like it was there was no there was no like you know young idealistic social worker anymore there was no you know right uh there's no cellist with a dream it was just like everyone was hot (laughs) and horny and that was that yeah which is fine that's just not a genre i love anyway yeah it's I mean, look, it's yeah. entertainment. Sure. Chris, would you ever do a, a real world Big Brother reality shows type thing? No, I the that thing reality bites back, which I was told before I did. It was a Comedy Central thing and they told us it was a parody and they compared it to Reno 911, a parody of reality shows. Oh, and it right. ended up being great. But the experience itself for all the comics was, oh, no, we get eliminated. We have to do physical things. I had to 
do flips off a diving board. I had to do a lot of uncomfortable things. But Theo Vaughn from Road Rules was one of the comics on that show. And I think he was kind of getting into stand-up at the time. But everywhere we went, everyone recognized Theo to where people would freak out. And that's not even real world. That's the Road Rules thing, which I don't even know. I know they're adjacent and there are challenges where those people have cage fights, I believe. Sure. Uh, But Theo was recognized everywhere. And I was like, oh, my God, this is clearly like a huge thing. But I didn't. I I was unhappy during the whole thing. And and then I watched it and I'm like, oh, this is entertaining. I get it. It was fun to be part of that process. But it was was, the answer is you've done one. I've done one. And it was really (laughs) stressful. And I bet. Yeah, I didn't enjoy it while it was happening. And that's apparent on uh reality bites back which is not even available on itunes anymore i own it and i periodically watch (laughs) it but it had like amy schumer it had burt kreischer it had michael ian black as the host it had uh tiffany haddish was on it uh it's a great group it was yeah everyone got famous but I'm doing okay. Anyway, the point is, it was really funny. The way they edited things to then hold a mirror up to reality TV, because Three Ball was a company that made reality shows, and and uh, they knew how to make fun of themselves. It was just ahead of its time, I think, because no, that, at that point, that was the most popular television. I think if that show was made now, it would be more popular but it was funny i don't i'm advertising a thing that can't be watched so well but you can like post little clips from it if you want i should and I should, you should. can always look back I like your book style back. yeah i should always. stuff from wherever it exists <laughs> and or, post it elsewhere yes always elsewhere always <laughs> I, so, I will uh, I, this would have been like 2000, 2001 but i hosted a real world reunion i guess it was seasons like five through eight. Yeah. And it was in Las Vegas at the joint at the Hard Rock Hotel. Where else would you have it? Hell yes. And I um and there there was like a quick walkthrough rehearsal thing the day before. And um and you know, of course all those people know each other, right? And um and so Cyrus from Boston, from Real World Boston, was like, you guys, I got a party van. And he rounded everyone up and got us in a party van and like secured us VIP tables and bottle service at like five different clubs yes. all around town. Like I've never seen anybody so like proudly just be like, hi, I'm, yeah, I'm a famous person. Here I am. Uh, <laughs> let me in and give me things. And these are my 30 friends. And yes. like, just without any, like, if I tried to do that, I would giggle myself unconscious. Uh, right. Yeah. But like, all of these people are like super white hot famous and they're just like, yeah, let's just go be famous in this club. Yeah. Um, it, unbelievably ridiculous, like full night out. Uh, it's so fun, right? It sounds amazing. It was great. It yes. was great. <laughs> it was great. And, and after it was over, it was like, I don't ever want to see any of those people again as long as I live. But <laughs> like that for that 12 hours or whatever it was, it was terrific. Also, um, I was on ecstasy and I lost my cell phone. And, um, and so Dave, Dave from real world Seattle kept grabbing it and was just like, you, are not in your right mind. I have your cell phone. And then like five minutes later, I was like, where's my cell phone? Um, Cause he had it. And, um, and I went back to my room and I was like, well, I, I got to call my cell phone. And this is like five in the morning. Um, I got to call my cell phone and whoever picks it up, they, they have it and I'll get it. I completely forgot Dave had it. Um, uh-huh. And I just picked up the hotel room phone and my like foot, like finger did a familiar phone number pattern. <laughs> it was my parents' house. I just accidentally <laughs> on ecstasy <laughs> called my parents' house at five in the morning. Oh God. How long time. did you talk to them and tell them I, you love them? As soon as my mother picked up, I was like, ah! And <laughs> I'm not that high on ecstasy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That will sober you right up. Wait, can I ask the question? Is your parents' home phone number the same as when it, you were a kid? Uh, at that time, it was, yeah. Oh, um, no. yeah. And like from second? high school on, 
Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's a familiar number. Stupid. (laughs) And also, like, I am not a Las Vegas ecstasy person at all. But it's like Uh, just the fame and the you know the the glamour that surrounds real world and road rules people in the year two thousand. It's just like you make some decisions that. You later regret. But I, Whatever. Don't you think we're all kind of Las Vegas ecstasy people? Because that's the whole idea. Las Vegas is this thing. I mean, that's what I kind of love about it. it did, that just made me think of us going. We, I wrote on Zach Alphanakis's VH1 um, talk show Absolutely. that was short lived, but kind of epic in that. There were billboards think, for it all over town? There were billboards for it all, the t- all over town. They were trying to do this hipster um, call out thing that they got wrong. Uh-huh. But the music bookings were in fucking incredible. The Foo Fighters what? played on the show. Like the, wow. the music bookings were amazing. Ice Cube was on it. What? Like it was great. Wow. So when it was over, um, we went to basically uh, Zach and um, Joe um, Wagner and maybe Tom Sharp, we all went out to meet Zach for some kind of a VH1 party. Yeah. And it was at one of those clubs. Yeah. And uh, I don't drink. But on this one, I was like, well, I'm going to have a little bit of champagne. And I <laughs> like we just sat in one some kind of like separate VIP room. But you could overlook there was some kind of VH1 party because Cindy Lauper was there. I remember looking over a and fixture. Cindy Lauper was like st- standing on a balcony looking really pissed. It must have been some kind of like whatever, some She's kind of VH1 angry. something. Yeah. yeah. Um, but anyway, we just everybody got really fucked up. And at one point I was just dancing like it was my job. And <laughs> it was like Joe and Zach and we were in a we were in a VIP suite that it was Tommy Lee's VIP suite. So he was. was there too. Yeah. It was, it was he insanity. It was insanity. And I was just like, it was everyone a little bit lost their mind. And the next day when we had to fly home, I was so hungover. I, the second I woke up, I started throwing up and I threw up all the way until we boarded the plane. From one glass oh, like of I, champagne. I can't, no, no, no. I had many more after that first <laughs> oh, one. Okay. Okay. It, it, it went, it went a little sideways, but, yeah. um, it, I think that's, there's something about that where it's like, I never do that. But then there, if the combination is right and mm-hmm. you're in Las Vegas, yeah. oh, it's yeah. literally like any, truly anything goes. Not, yeah. I mean, it's real. Yeah. It is, it is, they pipe in bad decision <laughs> juice powder, <laughs> like into the, into the ventilation systems. Like it's, <laughs> it's definitely like I've never, I've never had a mistake free time in Las oh. Vegas. Ever, that's so they're not always funny. huge and bad, but they, it, there's always one. There's always it's, one miscalculation. Because yeah. thinly and and consistently over my life, I I already make bad mistakes, and I already drink, and I already go out. So when I'm in Las Vegas, I'm kind of like, uh, you know what? I'm going to be the sober guy tonight. I don't like <laughs> when everyone else is doing it. I don't want to. Uh, yeah, which is a famous Cranberries album. But I, <laughs> I just, yeah, I, I don't like Vegas as much because of that pressure, like, or New Year's or oh, Halloween. It's like, yeah. you know what? Yeah, New Year's I sucks. did New Year's last Wednesday. I'm not going to mm-hmm. do it when everyone else is. Parking is bad. Mm-hmm. Never yeah, barfing is bad. Barfing Street sidewalk so barfing. Bad. Right. Don't when you go to Vegas bit. and it's just you're seeing everyone's dad on their worst behavior, drinking from a big plastic bong. They have these giant blue everyone's got a giant long blue drinking thing oh yeah do you know what yeah. i'm talking about yes of I course yeah. of course yeah, yeah. But, a, a yard of something blue a yard which is just like no <laughs> you do exactly you yard that. yeah you don't need that i uh, new orleans is also very similar um yeah. in that you know like it's it is it is people who don't normally behave this way show up yep. there and they go to fat Tuesdays and they get some frozen <laughs> beverage and yep. immediately they black out and it's just an, an yep. okay. So I was there, uh, this goes back <laughs> eight or so years and, and I, and I like, you was like, I'm not going to participate. Also I was working and I had an early call and I was like, okay, I'm going to whatever, hang out in my room, go to bed at nine o'clock at like 10 o'clock. Um, I hear what as, a dog owner, I immediately recognize as the sound of urine hitting a carpet. 
Right. <laughs> and, and I, so I go and I like listen at my door and it is sure enough, like someone pissing on the, in front of my door. So I, <laughs> no. so I throw open the door and, and it is fully Milhouse's dad from the Simpsons with his dick in one hand and a, a glass of something blue in the other and fully just urinating. Right. And, uh, and so I go, what are you doing? And he's like, uh, and I said, where's your room? He said, I don't know. I said, put your pants up. And, uh, and I like, I grabbed him around the shoulder and I marched him down the elevator into the lobby and I deposited him to the manager. And I was just like, this man just pissed on my door, whatever. Um, turn him in. His room was directly across from mine. He just didn't, he didn't remember what his room was or he didn't have How his card. How many days did you live across from him? Uh, like but, two or three more. I didn't see how are again. you again? Good yeah, to see yeah, you, yeah, yeah, buddy. Yeah, What's yeah, up? yeah. But it was just like, oh, you just don't know how to do this, and yeah, that's what happens. And yeah. now it's like now some poor, you know, maintenance person or whatever is going to have to scrub your urine uh, out of a hotel carpet. You know what? You can't they probably didn't. Your... That's the other thing yeah. I like about Vegas is they probably left that urine. Maybe yeah. it's a filthy, Maybe. filthy city. It is. It's disgusting. It's <laughs> well, it disgusting. happens so much. It, New Orleans, like, um, when we, when I went to New Orleans, I didn't drink and, but I watched people have like one hurricane, uh, those hurricane drinks yeah, where no. you just, it's just like somebody being like, see you later. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's only going to take me one drink. Yeah. And it's like, we're skipping to 2.30 AM, but, yeah. but like right now at dinner at 7 yeah. PM. It's yeah. insane. It's insane. The, uh, the only experience that I've had like that. Well, it's not the only experience I've had like that, but the, the one that I remember best is Mal having Malort in Chicago. Uh, some friends, I, I was there for a few months, some years ago, and, uh, and some friends had me over for dinner and like in a bunch of, a bunch of Chicago people they wanted to introduce me to. And they were like, because we're introducing you to Chicago, you have to have Malort. And there, you know, there had been wine at dinner and stuff. And I had, I had Malort, which I don't know if you've had it, but it's this no. like wormwood liqueur that is, it's like big in Chicago. It's and like a, a Jägermeister type thing, right? So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 In that way. It's like a, whatever that is. And, Fragrant. um, and, yeah. and I had it and, and then I was like, well, that's awful. And, and five minutes later, then it was 45 minutes later. Yeah. Like I was, I was, Ooh. I was like conscious of like, oh, I just lost time. Yeah. That's not oh, like, it's like, you know, like that kind of sleep where you close your eyes and you open them and it's the next yeah. morning. I was like in this part of the room and then I was in that part of the room and I was like, I don't, let's not do that ever again. That's why M Malort sounds like a magical wizard's name. It does. It does. It takes away time. <laughs> it takes away time. It's an evil wizard. <laughs> I wonder if it's Wormwood, if it's that, like that, um, what's the green one that, that, Oh, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Could I be. wonder if it's similar to that, where could there's the, almost like a psychedelic aspect to yeah, it. Yeah. Could be in the absinthe family. I could still be, this could still be my imagination from that. It could be 2015. <laughs> I might like, still yeah, be, is... yeah, in Katie Reap's living room in Chicago. <laughs> you know uh, what I don't know? What's no, kind of gross about me is the thing I like the most about Vegas back when I did this is you could smoke in an elevator. <laughs> I know there was ashtrays in the elevator and I'm like, yeah, we're living life now. Oh, but man. That's Don't want to be innocent. without a cigarette for a second. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you don't have to. You no. don't have to live that way. No. Wait, can I tell my favorite Vegas um, elevator story? And I know I've told it already on this podcast. So sorry, Chris. But this was we were in Vegas I can't remember why it was me and Mary Lynn Rice Cub and somebody else. And we were in an elevator and there was an old couple like in their probably seventies that were clearly there, like, you know, to play like bingo hall, bingo and be tourists. And then this girl and this guy got on the elevator and the girl was fucking hammered. And she had a full on like Vegas outfit, like a cute little mini dress. And she was out on the town, but she was shit faced. And the late, the second they stepped on and the girl was like giggling and stuff, the old lady just got this look on her face. Like she was so pissed. Right. <laughs> and she's like, she's, she's like, I've got her arms crossed or whatever. And the girl's kind of looking around and giggling. And then when that old couple got off the elevator, the doors closed and this, this drunk girl turns to me and Marilyn and goes, Nana was pissed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, uh. 
was, <laughs> that's really I thought good. she was like I thought she was blacked out, but she was fucking right there with the whole thing. It was so yeah. hilarious. Oh, I yeah. like her. I, yeah, love, I she love said her. the perfect thing. Yeah, she was uh, just like, "What's her problem?" My, it was the yeah. best. Uh, my uh, a thing that we used to do a lot. Scott Gimple and I used to do this a bunch. Well, I don't know, a bunch. We did a handful of times. Um, just like Monday night in Vegas, just hop on a Southwest for forty <laughs> bucks or whatever. There, it's like everything is cheap. Um, no one is there except oh, for like wow. some sad conference. You know, yeah. you have you have the run of the place because like, you know, the clubs don't really close. I mean, we're not clubs people, but like nothing really closes. Yeah. So you just anywhere that you've wanted to go, you can just go. And it's like it's everything is super cheap. Um, you can get a hotel room for nothing and then That's you know so get back on a plane the next morning and go to work. It was, it's like it was so easy and fun. Yeah, that does days. appeal to me. Yeah, everything does appeal to me as far yeah. as going somewhere and having fun. L- being in any place feels really <laughs> yeah. enticing and compelling right now. <laughs> Literally, uh, you, you talking about going to clubs with the real world people, was yes. my heart started to race. Where I was like, yes, go get in the limo, Dave. Where yes. It's like, no, it already yeah. happened. It's yeah. a story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I would do it again. I would do it again. They, by the way, have now a real world road rules challenge that's all the old people. So, like, Mark Long from the first season of Road Rules, who is 50 if he's one day old, uh, (laughs) is, like, you know, in an Under Armour tank, you know, uh, pushing a boulder up a hill or whatever. Uh, It's all, like, it's all, like, the original, like, it's it's the, the... the stalwarts of the franchise are back. <laughs> I haven't watched it. It feels like I might, you know, consider my mortality more than I want to. Yeah. So I don't know. But yeah. You have to face some stuff. I'm yeah. going to have to face some stuff and I'm not ready to Karen. <laughs> don't do it. If you don't yeah. want to. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price. Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas city, go Kevin or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. By the way, I'm just going to tell you, uh, I just received a, a text notification from super producer of the Exactly Right family, Hannah Kyle Crichton. Yes, Hannah Kyle. Waiting for Impact is the number one uh, podcast in the music category. Yes. As of wow. September 24th, 2021. Guys, and this Joe is just Budden the trailer. Just the trailer. Just the trailer. Wow. Yes. yes. So, so exciting. Congratulations. Will, will we keep people once it's a thing that is longer than three minutes? We'll see. And we'll so see. this is well, we got mistaken, a podcast about the movie Deep Impact, right? That is correct. That is <laughs> correct. Yeah. yeah uh, we try to, we, the, so the big question that we need to answer is, uh, is this the one that Tia Leone is in? Yeah. We'll get to that. We don't, I don't, I mean, I don't want to spoil anything, but we never really do answer that question. Yeah. That might be season two. You could mm-hmm. tackle that season mm-hmm. two. Mm-hmm. What's it really? What can you really, jokes aside, tell us? Yeah. Give us the rundown of yeah. waiting for impact. Okay. Pretend we're a, we're, a, we're a long table of executives. Now go. Oh, oh, God. <laughs> oh, man. I have, a, really I have setting... an angry look on my face. I'm uh-huh. wearing a nice suit. And I'm pyramiding I, my fingertips yeah. oh, to, as wow. to intimidate. Oh, wow. You've really set right. me up for success. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so there. OK. So in the in the Boys to Men Motown Philly video from 1991, 30 years ago. Mm-mm. There. If you'd like. <laughs> I mean, if you'd like to. <laughs> yep. That's it. Is I it, have um, to do it every yeah. time. East Coast yeah. family. We're East Coast, Coast family. family. Yeah. 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 Um, Correct. So there, you know, there's like a mini roll call of, you know, Boys to Men, ABC, Another Bad Creation, BBD, Bellwood DeVoe, whatever. Mm-hmm. Michael Bivens is building his East Coast family uh, empire. And uh, and so those groups are are also sort of featured in moments in Boys to Men's debut video. So like they're, they're a band that's about to become huge. And their manager, Michael Bivens, is like... Here's what you got to do. And like, and he puts these other acts in there so that they can kind of get a boost as well. And, uh, among those acts, although they are not in the lyrics of the song is uh, a five member boy band called sudden impact. And they have a little moment and it's against a black seamless background. And literally their name is in lights above them. And they point at the camera 
real cocky, like, uh, like, here we come. We're sudden impact. Are you ready? And I was ready and nothing <laughs> happened. Nothing, nothing that I was able to see ever happened. Um, and I've always in the back of my mind been like, there's a story there, but there was never like the right way to tell it. You know, sure. it was like, it's not a book probably. And it's probably too involved for like a magazine piece. And then I was like, what if it's a podcast? What if, what if I track these guys down and it's a podcast? And seven to 12 years ago, uh, Karen and I had a conversation <laughs> about it. Um, <laughs> And seriously, seriously, it was easily three, three, if not four years ago. Yeah, right? it's a long time ago. It was at the 101 diner. Time. Yeah. So it's at least two years ago because that shit's been closed for a couple of years, right? Our development process takes a while. We're very boutique about it. Yeah. But you know what? It's worth it. It's worth it. You've got to take the time. We will release no podcast before it's time. <laughs> but yeah, so I, uh, I mentioned it to Karen and Georgia uh, and Danielle Kramer a while ago. And they were like, let's do this. And I was like, all right. And so, so we did. And then, and then immediately I was like, well, I really hope there's a story here because now I am now. Oh, uh, you hadn't, you hadn't done any investigating or I had done, I had done the minimum of investigation to know that these people were at least some of them alive. were still alive. Yeah. 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 Um, and then, yeah. And then we began the process of, uh, of trying to track them down and tell the story. And it's just become a thing that is like, you know, when, when you talk about anything that happened in the early nineties and, you know, it, the, the crazy white hot fame of real world people included, you immediately start to realize how fundamentally different life in the nineties was. Um, <laughs> like just the, everything about the way that we consumed entertainment was totally different. And, you know, things changed gradually over the course of decades. Okay. That is something an executive would do in the middle of a pitch. Um, <laughs> but, uh, straw. yeah, loud, empty Starbucks loud, ice drink, empty sucking. <laughs> um, I, I tried to pull the mic away, but it was after it I was too late, Chris. Chris, it was too late. <laughs> it was, it just was a late. commentary. <laughs> it was, it was. Um, but it's, you know, there's so much to get into in, in the way that like, you know, it, just the fundamental facts of the nineties, you know, and, and the way that you, if you liked a record, you had to go and get it in your hands so that you yeah. put it into a machine that could translate it and into a thing that you could hear. And that machine was like at home. Yeah. You know, so like right. you had to, whatever. Um, and, and also just like the nature of like fame and, and, you know, you hit middle age as I have. And it's like, if, if you are somebody who had and has, you know, artistic goals or, or dreams or whatever, it's like you get out into the actual world and, you know, life is different than what your expectations and dreams were. Not in necessarily a bad way, but it it is different. Um, anyway, it's just it, the more that uh, I got into the story, the more it was like, this is about a lot. This touches on a million areas that really interest me. And uh, and so we now have Waiting for Impact, a Dave Holmes passion project with the, with the excellent team at Exactly Right. Well, and if I may say, as a person who has gotten to listen to this and has been excited since the pitch, because we all know that kind of thing where like there's pitches where you just hear it and you're like, it's just a great idea. This people cool. will like this because you don't have to know. You don't have to have been there right. to have a person tell you the story of it and get you and pull you in. Right. But the thing that I love and the thing that is it's very exciting to work with someone like Dave because he's a journalist. So he's like, a you know, he's business bottom line. Right. And. And so in these first couple of episodes where it was like, how is this going to last? And then pulling out themes. So there's just really it's it's aside from the story itself, which is a very interesting thing from a very specific time. There's also these themes that are very universal about like a. Uh, you know, the goals we give ourselves, the expectations we put on ourselves, when we don't meet them, what happens, how that's not always a bad thing. Failing is not a bad thing, even though our culture tells us exactly the opposite. It actually spurs you on to do other things. Like it's a really great, um, it's just a great listen. There's a lot yeah. of really amazing stuff in that podcast. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah. And it's that. all, all 10 episodes are finished. They are. Yeah. <laughs> I they like are. That. If you're an exact, if you're a Stitcher Premium uh, subscriber, you can listen mm -hmm. to all ten, all in a row if you want to. Now that is a lot of me all at once. Uh, if, ten, I think ten hours of Dave, get into it. It's a lot. It's a lot, <laughs> but you can do it. 
If you want to do it, you can do it. If not, uh, new episodes will come out every Tuesday, starting October 12th. In the early 90s. I know yes. that people ask you about this all the time, but I know you pretty well, and I've never... What? How did you end up submitting yourself or trying to be on that, the VJ? Do you want to be a VJ? What was it called? I remember... It was called Want to Be a VJ. Yeah. Seeing it yeah. and rooting for you and Thank you. and and not Nikki Six or, or whatever his name is. Uh, <laughs> Jesse Camp. And Jesse, Jesse Camp. Camp, right. No, that guy took everyone by storm. But and then you, after that, if I'm not mistaken, just legitimately they're like, Well, all joke aside, let's actually give this guy a job, right? Like they well, they then kind, employ kind you. Of. Um well I, I, I do love that you asked if I submitted myself. Because well, it's a real, that is what yeah. I did. I or stuck did myself they, in the mail. They went to St. Louis. Yeah, you sent a vial of your blood. <laughs> uh, no, I lived in New York. It was it was happening in New York. Oh, okay. Uh, and I was already living there. I was working in advertising uh, and not doing well. And uh, and I was like looking for something else. I knew that I was destined for something else. I didn't know what. Um, but of course, like the MTV VJ job is like the dream job. You just get yeah. to talk about music and all over the place and all that yeah so uh i was uh at work and this was early internet days like we didn't i didn't have a i guess i had aol or something at home but sure or um, at my office i had sure uh angel fire i don't know um <laughs> i Earthlink? earth Link. Um, you guys talking Geo about cities? sci-fi shows on the <laughs> yeah. um so I uh, on Thursday mornings from my office computer, I would go to billboard.com and uh, check the charts uh, on Tuesday, Tuesday mornings or th- I don't know, whatever yeah. it was. And w- I went to check them on this April day in uh, 1998. And there was a sidebar story saying MTV is going to hold an open call for VJs. And it's like, well, that's I'm going, I'm going. Yeah. And uh, so I called in sick from work that Monday. Uh, the day of the thing, and I went and 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 so it was you did like, indeed submit yourself. I did indeed submit myself. I did stand <laughs> yes. in line and all that. Yes, and, <laughs> and it was this thing that was um, once you got to like the top ten that Wednesday, then they narrowed um, it down to five, and then um, we were on the live show on like Thursday and Friday, and then there on Saturday there was a live like a four hour live event, and um, and I didn't get the job. But I uh, was like, I'm going to, I'm going to get a job here. Like, I, there's no, I was 26 or 27 at the time. Yeah. And, and I, you know, had worked in the actual real world for long enough to know that I wanted to be there doing that. And so I was like, well, I'm just going to go to the rap party and just like shake every hand and get every business card. And like, you know, and everyone was was very supportive. All the exec, all the execs who were my age uh, were all like, you know, you should work for us in some way. And I was like, great, I would love to. Um, and I just like I went home and I started writing a bunch of half-assed like pitches and things. And I just kept calling like that Monday. I was like, they'll forget me if I don't right. Tommy gun them with phone calls and emails. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and so I did. And, and it ended up working out. That's great because that's yeah, something I've never been comfortable doing. Now I am. Yeah. But at that age, it's like I was too scared to put oh, myself sure. out there. Yeah. So I I remember like my self talk being like, put put your feelings in a box somewhere, lock yeah. them in, lock them in a trunk, and just have them later. Be shameless. Like be be as confident as you have ever pretended to be. And yeah. just, you know, keep going because you'll either get a meeting and, and a polite no uh, or or yes, uh, or or they'll just be like, we don't have anything for you. You know what I mean? Like, right, it's, no, nobody's going to you- shame you. No, you came in second place. Like, right. that's the perfect move. That's that's Jennifer Hudson on American Idol and so many other people where it's like you 
all of that is people know there's a politic aspect. There's a there's you know, there could have been some executive somewhere that's like pulling the levers. Who knows? But uh-huh. you showing up like there's something about the good sportsmanship of you being uh-huh. like, thank you so much, because you're not bitter for being second place. You're uh-huh. grateful yeah. and you're there to go. Hi, this was amazing. I love it. That's what people like to be around. Yeah. That whole right. idea of like, oh, I you know, I'm mad or I'm going to go and cross my arms in the corner. No one gives a shit. They yeah. don't have time for people right. like that. And you no. basically met that with like, this is a positive. This is an opportunity. And everyone goes, fuck yeah, we want to be around a guy like that. Yeah. Right. Plus right. they all yeah. are riddled with sympathy because they're like, oh God, that's the guy that lost. Exactly. Totally. <laughs> you can, you can be work nice that. Use it. You yeah. can Use it. work yeah. that. You can absolutely yeah. work that angle. Why not? Well, and no. just because people voted for Jesse Camp doesn't mean that was their p- the executive's no. pick. No. You know what no. I mean? Like, you no. give them the benefit of the doubt. And, you know, the thing is, I did benefit from that, you know, dichotomy, that that sort of, like, binary between me and him. Because, I mean, he's he was a wild, attention-getting character in a way that yeah. I will never be. But also, you know, there there is an element of, like... You know, speaking in complete sentences that a TV job yeah. entails. <laughs> right, right. And so, so, we, you know, when I was around the halls and, and like new shows were being developed or weekend specials were being developed or whatever, it was like he'd get a segment, but then they would just be like, who's going to anchor the thing? And if I was around the hallway, which by the way, I always was like, if yeah. my, if my job had me there two days a week, I was there five days a week. Cause like, yeah. why yeah. the fuck not be there? In the yeah. nerve center. So, so you kind of always the advertising. There. Yes, I did. I did. Yeah. I did. I had to like phase. By that time, I was like temping, I think. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I was sort of was doing a little bit of both for a minute. And then um, there, there was a night where I had to like, it was my last day in my advertising office and somebody knew it was about to start and I had to get kind of everything in order. And I was there on a weekend, kind of late into a, a Sunday night. And, and then I went home and then that Monday morning, uh, a town car came to pick me up at my apartment and take me to the beach house because it was summer. Yeah. <laughs> and I got out and like Funk Master Flex was like playing and it was Michael Bergen from uh, Baywatch had a workout show. So it was like, yes. where was Eric every- Nice? <laughs> Eric, I, I guess Eric had moved on to, to Pastures New by then. But, oh, yeah. Um, but yeah. Was saving was, dolphins already. Sure, sure. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, it was just like I got out. Oh, this is, I do this now. This is my life. Yes. Now. That's so just cool. Wild as hell. <laughs> wild as Like hell. overnight. Go from temping to the beach literally, house. That is, literally yeah. overnight. Like literally overnight. It was, it was completely wild. You can't beat that shit. No, that's amazing the only thing with mtv that i really did i actually recorded it every night and i had a stack of vhs tapes was 120 minutes yes and and you for what how how'd you they you they you just went that direction like um no i just they needed they needed a host for a while i I wasn't there for very long and i'll I'll tell you I, i was there for three or four months but there, because really? I remember yeah. you being on there. That's yeah, how I much mean, I watched it. Yeah, I would maybe fill in on occasion, but I, I was only like full time there for like three or four months, and it, and it definitely started as like an interim thing. Um, and I mean, I wanted to make it full time, but I was yeah. also hosting Say What Karaoke at the same time, <laughs> which was a very poppy daytime, you know. Yeah strip show and so like so some people wrote actual angry letters that like a pop guy was hosting right. the alternative show and the executives who again were you know 26 27 years old were sensitive yeah. to that and so so i right. forget who, I, I forget who ended up getting it after me that matt person Pen- stayed on for matt penfield yeah. penfield was before me I mean, Before. those guys, anyone that's ever hosted 120 minutes just seems like they were a roadie for the Pixies at some point. Exactly. So exactly. Like, yeah. 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 They, yeah. they have like a raspy voice from pulling yeah. cable. Yeah. yeah. A lot exactly. of cable today. <laughs> also, at the moment that I was hosting it, it was difficult to know what alternative meant. It was a weird, yeah. it was like 99 ish, 2000. Right. And, you know, the the post Nirvana thing had sort of petered out. Yeah. And so the the acts that I was interviewing, as I remember them, were Stained, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Sean Mullins. Oh, God. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. Sean <laughs> okay. Mullins. 
Um, Liz Fair, who I love, and sure. Tori and Tori Amos, but then, but oh uh, then also all these like sludgy, depressing soul patch guys. Who was yeah. like, I don't understand why they're here. I don't understand why I'm here. It was like my dream show, but it was just a weird time for alternative music. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's funny, though, because I miss when saying I like alternative music did answer the question when someone says, what kind of music do you like? Because now yeah. I'm like, I don't know. The words aren't indie, alt, indie. I don't. I don't I, know. I, I get frustrated a million. when asked that question because there isn't yeah. a word. At least alternative was all encompassing of everything I was willing to listen to, with the yeah. exception of the band Live or mm. uh, Three Doors Down or Third Eye Blind <laughs> or sure. uh, Goo Goo Dolls or you know I can wow. go on. Okay, anyway. the list does go on. Okay, let me <laughs> let me tell you something. Let me Quite tell you list. something. Um, okay, so this is probably eighteen years ago. Maybe this is like very shortly after I moved to Los Angeles. There are uh, late times with Zach billboards all over <laughs> Los Angeles. Hey. What was it called? Late Late World. Late World. Yeah. Late World. Um, and <laughs> late times. Uh, so, and I was living uh, sort of near LACMA. That doesn't. Who cares? But uh, <laughs> but a bar that I would go to a lot was Barney's Beanery. I was oh, young, yeah. callow youth. And uh, I would often go to Barney's Beanery, which is sort of a low-key uh, gay bar. It's in the neighborhood, and it's like, you know, it's a lot of, like, conflicted guys in their mid-20s who, like, don't want to go to, you know, Akbar or the Abbey or whatever. Yeah. But they'll go- They can't go all the way they, in to West Hollywood. they there no. right there on the edge. Yeah. 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 yeah, 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 yeah. And they're, you know, whatever. Like, they're straight, yeah. but no, they're not. Anyway. Yeah. Also, it's always karaoke night at uh, Barney's. I, that's why home. I went there. I was sure. Oh, no one knows how much I used to sing karaoke there, and I'm getting <laughs> really? a secret even today. Yeah. Oh, our paths <laughs> surely crossed back in those days. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, if uh, if they did, you probably it was you saying, "Well, that was that was okay." <laughs> well, um, it's just it's just. Oh, I don't know that I ever on purpose went for karaoke night, but it just yeah, seemed like yeah, every time no. I was there, it was karaoke night. Yeah. And you know, and just the the smell of a of a fried potato permeates the joint. <laughs> but um, uh, so I'm at a booth with some friends, with my back to the stage. Uh, Lightning crashes by Live starts up uh, karaoke night. Yes. And and the singer sounds so much like Ed from Live. It's like that's that crazy. was me. That was I, me. No, Chris. No, no, Chris. That does sound a lot like Ed. That was, but, that was, okay. <laughs> but it wasn't because it was Ed from Live. <laughs> I turned around and it was Ed from Live. It was I the actual Ed oh, from no. Live singing, singing his, his own song. Own song <laughs> at Did he have karaoke night. Tail? Uh, I think this was after Rat Tail. But, but like, I oh, like no. everyone like rushed up to the stage, including me. And like, and we were just like watching it. And what I remember oh, no. most of all, um, was that like everyone was looking at each other for like social cues <laughs> on like, what is, what is this? Oh, what does, wow. how does this feel? Like, do yeah. we like this? Or is this is this the nerdiest thing of all time, this, or is this the coolest? Is thing this of all the time? saddest thing of all time? Or is this the biggest <laughs> power move of all time? I don't know. So I'm gonna like I'm gonna subcontract my feelings about this to the crowd, and like truly, we did not come to a consensus. Oh my god! And I still I don't looked. really know. When I did this, I did this golf tournament in Montana, and there was a. The night I had to do stand up for all these ex NFL players, some guy was playing Fun. acoustic guitar and it sounded like uh, Bob Denver. And I, it was nice to have it. It was just like Rocky Mountain High music. And then all of a sudden, this guest came John Denver. and starts. Uh, uh, oh, yeah. But yeah, Bob yeah, it Denver wasn't Gilligan. Giving, no, 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 <laughs> okay. it was. And it was all songs about hammocks and the skipper. Uh, <laughs> Coconut cream pies. Uh, but this guy started singing with. This acoustic guitar player, this this in sync song, and he sounded pretty good, but not amazing. But it was Chris, the guy Kirk named Patrick? Chris. From, yeah, yeah, he lives at Big Sky, and he sang with him and sang sure. country songs and all. And everyone started filming him, and it took me. A, it, sorry, it was who? It, this guy from In Sync was singing. Chris in from In Sync. Oh, 
but now he's just a dude that looks like a golfer and he no, lives there and he's like, sure, <laughs> yeah. I'll show up and yeah, not sure. get off stage because I'm having so much fun. Actually, at the end, I really liked him a lot. He did every genre of music. I bet. And uh, yeah, with this old guy playing guitar and they'd obviously played together before. Sure. They're the only two musicians in all of Big Sky, Montana. <laughs> sure. It was, yeah. It was, you know what? But it, Everyone I pulled feel, out their phones and yeah. 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 Kind of and then cool. it was, and then immediately the next day they looked at their photos and they're like, I don't remember that guy's name. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, but I bet that's a good life. Like, I think it is probably a lot of pressure to be Justin Timberlake. Yeah. Yes. But it's got to be a lot of fun to be Chris Kirkpatrick. It's definitely a lot of fun to be Joey Fatone. Right. Yeah. Yes. He's like, I think he knew even in the day, like, I'm not going to have a music career after this, but I'll, yeah. I'll amass a fortune. And I'll just like, I guess I'll host some GSN game shows after this is over. You know, I will do a deep tease for for waiting for impact. There is a guest. Mm -hmm. Do you want to say the name or not? I think we have said the name. You have Joey McIntyre from the New Kids on the Block. Dave interviews him on one episode and he is I it was much too late for me obviously mm-hmm. i couldn't love that guy more he's like he just is so salt of the earth he's like, a treasure yeah he's come through the fire in a very real way yeah yes. i look yeah i look at kids i look at the new kids in a different way because i actually was kind of rooting for them and then they came out with their harder stuff mm-hmm. where marky yeah. mark's cousin was like rapping and stuff i'm like wow they're oh, yeah. adapting are they going to be i was listening to it and starting to like it. And I was already going into high school and listening yeah. to the cure and stuff, but man, Oh yeah. I, we will, I always rooted for them. We yep. will get into their hip hop moments. Don't you worry. On waiting for impact. Coming up. Yeah. On waiting for impact. Oh, I'm, I can't <laughs> believe it's out in the world or about to be. I'm so congratulations on your, your number one spot Thank on you. the music. I mean, that's very exciting and that's a great, Thank it's, it's, it's bodes well for the performance of it, but it doesn't matter if 10 people listen to it or a billion. Well, it's it a does. great, it's great. It well, does. it I mean, matters it very much <laughs> yeah. and we'll have, a, we'll definitely have a meeting if only 10 people listen, but yeah. it's a quality product. And, and so it's, it's just a that. trailer for it. And yep, it's right now. right now it's just a trailer. Yeah. Wow. Yes. I don't know amazing. how it works on Apple podcasts, but it's just, you know, listen, I'll take it. It's a number one yeah. and I'll take it. I'll take and they're it. just recording how, who's listening to what. And so right. they're they're on your feed listening to it. It's great. Mm. It's great news. I'm delighted. I'm delighted. Is that anything else you want to plug before we go? Wow. Um, <laughs> let's see. What, what do I want to plug? I, I did just get to uh, to take it back to the 90s yet again. I, did, I got to talk to Tom DeLonge for Esquire a couple of weeks ago. That is mm-hmm. up on the site now. Um, I did not make the drive down to San Diego to talk to him. And I'm delighted that I didn't because uh, a conversation <laughs> with him is so utterly head spinning that I am not kidding when I tell you that I, I ended the Zoom meeting and I put my head down on my desk and I took a little nap. Oh. Uh, it is, <laughs> he is so like, he's, he's lovely. And, and a lot of his like UFO research has been used like literally by the Pentagon and shit. Like his, his, he has oh, wow. been like vindicated and, and validated as like a source on this. Stuff. I don't know anything about this guy. What, what's okay. The- so he was, he was, uh, he was the guitar player in Blink 182. And then oh, he, sure. he like okay. left the band to lit, to chase aliens to like to, to oh, you know, do okay. UFO research and stuff. And it was like ridiculous back then. But yeah. now again, like a lot of his research has like some of the shit is really. Does like, he think the earth legit. is flat? Okay. He might. Honestly, yeah, sure. But no, I don't, I don't think he, I don't think he does. Like I, I should send you the transcript. It is truly like, wow. He, he said Bigfoot, I think before he said hello. Oh, <laughs> like it's, it's wild as hell. So, so yeah, so that is, that is up and out in the world. That's so great. amazing. Um, I am, I am of course, uh, in a, in a legendary blood feud with, uh, with Mike Doty. Yeah, uh, you guys got to patch that up. Well, I mean, maybe we will, maybe we won't, but you'll yeah, certainly find yeah, out about it. It's hard to when someone pulls a knife on you like he did. Exactly, right? exactly. Yeah. You can't real. do that, Mike Doe. All you did is overturn that table. <laughs> what a weird wedding, huh? 
Yeah. Well, the royal Never family again. will remember it. I'll tell you that much. I'm just see what I'm doing. I'm feeding Prince into the show. Yes, you're doing. You're hiding. Right. You're yes ending. You're yes ending, and I appreciate it and I uh, admire it. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I'm still doing homophilia with my friend uh, Matt McConkie, talking to awesome queer people awesome. Uh, nice. about their awesome queer lives. Yeah. You know, just keeping busy, guys. <laughs> just podcasting your ass off. Podcasting well, Dave, thank you for taking the time off. to be here with us. Oh, my God. Um, it is such What a delight. It a went pleasure. by so fast. It really yeah. did. Yeah. Yeah, it really mercy. did. Yeah, it was um, really quick. I was like, Karen, why are you stopping us at one half hour? Oh, never mind. <laughs> oh, how long uh, have we been talking? Just uh, one time. full oh, okay. hour. No, yeah. great. You know, yeah. standard. Well, that concludes this episode. You've been listening <laughs> to Do You Need a Ride? D-Y-N. Are you leaving or are you on your way back home? Either way, we want to be there. Doesn't matter how much baggage you claim. Give us a time and date. Terminal and gate. We want to send you off in style. We want to welcome you back home. Tell us all about it. Were you scared or was it fine? Uh, with Karen and Chris.